You have questions? We have answers. We're two Southern moms on the backside of raising kids. And we have some things to say. We've lived life, made mistakes, and learned some lessons. Join us for answers to the questions you, you just, just want to ask your mom. mom. Welcome to another Just Ask Your Mom podcast. I'm Bonnie Blaylock. And I'm Renee Sproles. Well, this is going to be part three of our grandparents series, where we kind of get real with some grandmas and great grandmas and talk about their lives, how they approach parenting and grandparenting, and just get some wisdom from these amazing women who have actually lived some life. Yeah. And so today's guest is Pat Whitaker. Welcome, Pat. Hello. And here's the deal, ladies. You can have an influence on someone's life from afar, like a big influence. You have influenced me a lot. I've just kind of watched you from afar, Pat. I mean, I did babysit your kids a little bit. That's right. But really, we didn't have tons of interaction. But I just kind of noticed some things that you did with your family, and I admired it. It's so encouraging to hear that. Like when you... So that's why I'm telling you face to face is like, I've admired your family for a lot of years and still do. Thank you. And love your grown children. And I've always said, y'all have the perfect DNA mix. You and your husband, Dave, make beautiful children. <laughs> they're like, they're statuesque. Their bone structure is phenomenal. They're all super talented in unique ways. Um, love the Whitaker clan. So I'm so glad to have you here with us. Thank you. We recently had your daughter-in-law on, Kira. Yes, yes I listened. Yes. yes very good. She's awesome. So tell our listeners a little bit about you, just who you are, your, your family, your, your career, all the things. Okay. Um, I grew up not far from here at Las Casas, Tennessee. I grew up on a family farm, and we're blessed to still live there, although we've been around a lot of other places in the meantime. Uh, but I grew up there and uh, went to school here at MTSU and uh, moved away, met Dave in uh, Bristol, Virginia, uh, Tennessee, there, right there on the line. And uh, we began our family five years later. Um, and uh, we, uh, we both worked for the Extension Service when we first married uh, for Virginia Tech Extension. So that's how I began my career in working with 4-H Youth Development, and Dave was also. Uh, but we moved around in order to advance our education, and we moved to Virginia Tech, and I did graduate work in child development and, and family studies, and then we moved to Bozeman, Montana, where Dave went to school, beautiful out there oh man we just love it our favorite place to vacation is out in montana and that part of the country and then we moved back here because we needed to be near my dad who was living alone and had cancer so we moved back here and dave began his career at mtsu at that point and after a couple of children and a desire to advance himself we moved to lubbock texas and he went to um, virginia uh, texas tech in lubbock and we lived there and had a third child uh, while we were in graduate school. And so uh, that was uh, lots of adventures there. And then we moved back here, and we've been here ever since. And then he finished his career at MTSU after about 38 years, and we both retired nine years ago. So wow. it, for the past five, nine years, we've had lots of experiences with grandparenting. I love this, this which is why <laughs> you're here. And her husband is, I, we probably could never get him on here, but he's also super interesting, kind of like born in the wrong century. Yeah. He, he seems like he, a cowboy from he, the 1800s would, to me. Yeah, yeah. He, he probably would like to be. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. just an old soul that way. So a very uh, interesting person. Raises delicious sheep. 
yes. that we eat regularly. <laughs> That's not a word here. that you hear to describe. Like sheep. we just made this chili pat um, over Labor Day weekend. Oh. With the local Hammerys sausage uh-huh. and the Whitaker family lamb. Oh, wonderful. It was phenomenal. Mm. Yeah. I mean, Ashley, your daughter did say it's the best lamb I'll ever put in my mouth. She's right. Well, good. It's so good. good. Yeah. I love the Whitaker for so, Whitakers for yeah. so many reasons. Yeah. And so how, so, over all that trajectory, how long of a marriage? How long have you uh, been We've married? been married 51 years. Okay. And uh, we have six grandchildren. Um, each child has a pair. So that works out well. How tidy. <laughs> <laughs> Four of our six grandchildren are left-handed, like my husband. Oh, that's that so interesting. Uh, that's just a little, you know, fun fact, uh-huh. really. But it's a kind of odd. Uh, none of our children were left-handed, and four of the six grandchildren are. Oh, wow. So, hmm. so uh, talking about genetics there, yeah. huh? maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, don't and, know. Well, and they're all creative in different ways, which is cool. I mean, this is not really about, it's really a grandparent episode, but... Tell us what your kids all do. It's, it's, it's interesting. Well, the our, our oldest son is an equine veterinarian in Salado, Texas, but he also is an artist. So he works out of both sides of his brain, I guess you, you can say. Beautiful. He draws. He's a graphic uh, artist. Uh, my husband is also uh, does sculpture, and you probably don't even know that. No. Uh, that's kind of a hidden thing that's been in him, but it came out during retirement, and he's done some beautiful uh, beautiful piece or two of sculpture. That wow. It, and um, um, so that's, uh, uh, Bo does that. Um, uh, Ashley is very creative in, in, in her uh, decorating. You know, she can mm-hmm. just, she does beautiful decorating and it's built in beautiful uh, decorated home. Um, mm-hmm. So she's excellent in that. And it's just beautiful herself. All your children are. And funny. I don't know about the boys, <laughs> it, but it, Ashley's got of, a great sense of humor. It's like a comedy hour when they all get <laughs> yeah, together. I bet. Fun, like really she funny. just has a real zest for life, which I sense in you as well. She's like you in that way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. love me some Ashley Whitaker. She was our faithful and true babysitter. Yeah. For Emma Sproles, who would not stay with anyone but Nana. <laughs> and <laughs> Ashley. There you go. And Ashley. There you oh, go. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> and our youngest, our youngest son, Boone, um, has a, uh, he's almost 20 years. I think this is 20th year uh, as a roofing contractor. Uh, but he loves building, and so he does lots of creative work in building his own home and in building other structures that he does. Yeah, he has his own roofing company. Yeah. The Middle Tennessee area, you need a roof? Call Whitaker, yeah, Whitaker Roofing. Whitaker roofing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, you're right. They have a beautiful place out on your farm. Yes, they Part do. of your farm. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful they out are. there. So the grandkids can just come through the woods. <gasps> they they cut a He cut a path through the woods, and... He named the first path uh, Willow Way, and the second one is Oriali. And so, you know, they that's tell the us no, that's their the name, name yeah. of their children, uh-huh. and they come through the woods. And now they're old enough to drive their golf cart through the woods that's instead of riding fantastic. their bicycles. Fantastic! It's just dreaming. You can yeah. see why I had her on. I just it's love kind of, this it's life. Kind of what, you know, I dreamed that one day the kid, there would be at least some children living on that farm that could just walk over to Grandma's mm-hmm. house. That's fine. That's how you were, and Renee. That's how yeah. you lived, I walked Renee. through the cow pasture to grandmother's, and yeah, yeah. she was my best friend. Uh-huh. The, the end. That was mm-hmm. my best friend. Yeah. I mean, Jana was second. We love you, Jana. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, yeah, your grandmother was right. it. And I, I love that they'll call up and say, what are you having to eat tonight? <laughs> yeah. They want to see, like, like it better than what they Comparing. might be having. You know? Oh, very nice. They have options. <laughs> right. yes. Living their best life. <laughs> I love that. I love it. So what do your grandkids call you? 
Well, they call each called me something different. Each oh. family. Oh, really? It, yes, and this is uh, a this new might thing to be me. Novel to you, yeah. Uh, and uh, the uh, the Texas grandchildren, uh, they're the oldest pair, and they called me Grana. Well, the other children weren't around them all that much when they were young. And so the, uh, Boone and Kira's children, which were the next pair born, they called me Nana. <laughs> and then my daughter's children were the next pa- last pair born, and they called me Nanny. And I think that is a derivative of Nana, and, and the oldest grandchild said it that way. That's typically how yeah. na- strange names come yes. about. Mm-hmm. Nanny. Uh, so, so they called <laughs> me Nanny. That southern, like a southern Nana. It does. And, and, nanny. They, and they say it, Nanny. <laughs> it's very southern when they say it. It's so cute. I love it. And so you, you have, my, my mom was the same way. Like there was one set of grandkids and then a gap and another set. So she was early 50s with mine. But my youngest brother, she was late 60s, early 70s mm-hmm. with them. So it's a totally different. What's your age range? My on yours? age range is 6 to 16. Okay. So, so a about every two years, uh, there you was one them. born. So it's a tighter span. Mm-hmm. Very tidy. A pair for each every yeah, two years. And a pair and every, very organized. Every That's a very years. organized way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, on a side note of that, I was one of 19 grandchildren on my mother's side, and all of us called our grandmother something different. That's wild. And there were, and I figured it up, there were seven groups of grandchildren. I was the only one who called her granny. Wow. Every every family called her something different. <laughs> she poor, Isn't that poor interesting? Grandmother has to answering to everything. <laughs> yeah. Your head's turning every two seconds answering to something different <laughs> oh my yeah. uh which which leads me to one of the questions yeah. we want to know what was your relationship with your own grandparents oh it was wonderful really wonderful i only had one grandparent although the other were, were deceased when i was born and my grandmother uh, my maternal grandmother is the only grandmother i had and because my mother died when I was 18 and my grandmother lived to be 92, she lived much longer than my own mother. She was very important in my life. Oh, wow. And um, so. And um, was near you, I'm assuming, because you me. lived yeah, on a, Yeah, no. we, they lived at Halls Hill, which is about maybe eight miles from where I lived. I, I, and so she, she lived nearby. And, of course, I was living in Murfreesboro part of that time, too. Mm. So, yeah, she was, she was uh, very important in my life and, uh, and just a gentle soul that gave everybody a little something at Christmas. You know, she didn't have a lot, but she gave a little to everybody. And we all loved going there and seeing she she had a well that you drop the well bucket down in to draw the water she had an outhouse she didn't have any running water she made the most fabulous coconut yellow coconut cakes at christmas that all of our grandchildren just remember vividly um we'd go up there and pick turnip greens and eat purple hull peas and cornbread with her <laughs> you know i mean it it just she was she was wonderful yeah wow. and we all adored her she was just a, an adored we had two reunions every year 
until she died. And uh, we had one in uh, Mother's Day. And all the extended families came together for Mother's Day. And then on her birthday in October, every year, we had um, a gathering. And so those were very fond memories. And you can imagine with all these cousins that we had, what a, what we, what, we, had to, we had these gatherings at the Sportsman's Club in Murfreesboro. Nobody's home could accommodate oh, all those people. Yeah, so many people. So most people would listen to this and go, two family reunions a year? That sounds horrible. <laughs> How do we? But everybody you, can't come to everyone anyway because not everybody lived in Tennessee. So it worked out great. Those that could could. You know, my mm-hmm. sad years were the years I lived in Texas, mm-hmm. and I I couldn't come. Mm-hmm. And so you know, you you those who could came. You got to recapture the magic. I, I wonder right. if the matriarch is like you're like you're describing is right. kind of part of cases, that. The glue, Absolutely. the glue. It is. There has to be mm-hmm. a glue. Somebody that holds the family yeah. together. So a lot of times, I know one of my favorite things to do with my grandparents was to ask them about my own parents when they were little. Mm-hmm. You know how, mm-hmm. how they got in trouble mm-hmm. or what the what kind of <laughs> things they did. So I imagine you losing your mom so young, but having her mom still around. Did you? Did she fill in all those well, gaps? Well, her mom, but more the sisters. My mother was one of seven girls in that family. And so one of her sisters died at 101 just a year ago. And so as long as she was mentally able to tell me things, I would ask her Mm -hmm. or ask other sisters about things. Um, And they would tell me things about how I was as a little girl, uh, which was rather feisty, as you could imagine. (laughs) Uh, The things I did that they told on me, you know, were... We're pretty funny. All right, get, give us one story well, that's one safer, like that it's not PG. We made 13. we made ice cream. Uh, ice cream was made in one of those aluminum ice cube trays because you had a tiny little freezer in your refrigerator. Okay, okay? so you made up this custard and you put it in the refrigerator and then you'd get get it out and you would beat it up a little bit to make it a little bit frothy so it wasn't so hard and so so it was like ice cream homemade vanilla ice cream well I locked everybody out of the house one day and I pulled that tray out and they could see me through the kitchen window (laughs) just digging in to that ice cream (laughs) I love it did you eat the whole tray it was probably small I don't know but it was uh, a small uh, tray I'm sure She ate as much as she could before they knocked uh-huh. out the window. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. that's funny. Well, I was uh-huh. an only child. Uh, there were no other siblings, and so it was just me and my parents. And uh, so that's, that's interesting because you—I just didn't picture. I knew that about you and had forgotten mm-hmm. it because you said you're one of nineteen grandchildren. grandchildren yeah. yeah, cousins were my extended family. Yeah, and they visited often. We visited my grandmother's often, so I was around my cousins a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, growing up so cousins fill in the gaps when you yes. don't have siblings mm-hmm. oh that's cool so did that this cool relationship with your grandmother did that affect your grandparenting were you think reflecting on her and your relationship when you became a grandmother oh oh surely yes uh, because I've tried to create the precious memories that I have of my grandmother I'm trying to create those in today's age uh, as best I can and one of the things I remembered about her as many children grandchildren as she had I, I didn't detect any partiality anybody every everybody seemed very important and dear to her mm. wow and, how do you think she pulled that off uh well I, I think there was you know 
she had a telephone and a television, and that was about it in terms of technology. And so you had to physically go see her. Mm-hmm. Or she had to have her son, who lived with her, physically bring her to see you. So you really had more one-on-one undistracted time mm. with her. Listen to that, moms. There's yep. a word of wisdom right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The undistracted time, which we mm-hmm. have to fiercely fight for. We sure do. These yeah. days. Yes. And have you always, when you moved back to Tennessee, were you automatically, or not automatically, but initially on your farm that you're still on today? No, we lived a couple of places in Murfreesboro before we uh, moved to the farm. We didn't move to the farm until my dad died. Okay. And we moved out there after he died, and we've been there since. So tell me about this farm. Well, Which it's I see a it farm on that was established in by uh, our, my uh, paternal grandfather in 1915. He bought it then, and um, and it, it came down uh, through the family to my dad. My dad had uh, was one of four, and so my dad uh, inherited that farm. And since I'm an only child, then I inherited the farm. So it's so. a century farm. It is. Oh, yeah, it's cool. since Listed. 1915, and yeah. this is 2023, mm-hmm. so it's been in our family. And actively worked as a farm all those years. Right, so you have, you raise sheep, as yeah. Renee said. Right. What else is? What else do you do? Right, chickens. We have chickens and sheep, and um, uh, we horses. keep horses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my husband uh, loves to ride, and we keep horses, so... Pat has this great Facebook account. Y'all should friend her. You're going to get a billion requests, Pat, because she goes out on her farm in the mornings and the evenings and takes pictures and like just writes a reflective philosophical thought or yeah, a scripture. Often with scripture. And I, I'm waiting for the book. I've said, I don't know how many yeah. times. You You've been after me for a calendar a and a book. <laughs> yes. I, I, Coffee I need table to consult book. with people it I know who do books. Excellent. To, like you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it really is. It's like, it, it's one of the only things that makes social media worth getting on. Is yeah. The, as her kind of posts are so It was good. really my motivation during COVID uh, to connect with people. That's when that really all started was during COVID when you were walking and you couldn't do anything else or go anywhere. Mm. And people were so depressed and down and right. whatever. Then, And I just wanted to be a bright light to somebody who was down. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how that all got started. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. My, my father growing up... Um, had his grandparents in Wisconsin on a big family dairy farm. Mm-hmm. And I remember his stories of going to the farm and all the mischief they would get into with the horses and the cows and the, the rope swing in the barn and all the things. Um, and it just sounds like today, it sounds like an idyllic, something you would read about in a book. It's mm-hmm. not something that actually happens anymore. I imagine grandparents, you know, in a 10th floor walk up in New York City. You're not having that kind of experience there. But you still have that with your grandkids. And I just and, think and that's rare. And, and they're getting old beautiful. enough, the two that live on the farm, to bring their friends out. And then they bring their friends over and they want them to meet us. And they want them to have breakfast pizza at my house or go jump our hay bales in the hay. And I love it because I get to talk to these kids who live in town and don't have this experience. And, you know, it's, it's they love it. They love it. And I love to share it. I love that. It is really is beautiful out there. Yeah. I mean, we were born in a garden, mm-hmm. right? We were made yes. in a garden. Mm-hmm. Yes. And all the lessons of just sitting out in it, like your, yeah. your, your posts yeah. that you do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I, I feel like that it's all, it's all God's gift and we're just the stewards of it for the time that 
we have it to live. And uh, so I, I love sharing that. Mm. So good. So good. So what can your grandchildren count on or expect when they come to your house in general? Is there something traditional? Yes, there's, uh, first of all, they, ge- they generally like to cook. Uh, they want to cook something when they come. Love that. And, uh, so we do we do that uh, all ages, whatever whatever it is. You know the 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 last thing was uh, uh, chocolate chip cookies, and uh, we did those, and and they declared that this was Gail Parkhurst recipe, and and they said we like this the best, and we want to do this from now on. So <laughs> we're okay, locking sh- it in. <laughs> shout out to Gail Parkhurst on that one, and um, so um, they we also play games. And I, because I was a Discovery Toy consultant in the oh, years yeah. that my children were growing up, yeah. I still have all those games. And so I can pull out something for any age and we can play. And I, del- you have to be intentional about these things, as you well know. And they have to be out there and ready to keep them distracted from other things that they'll want to do that's mm-hmm. technology driven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I try to be the alternative to technology. That's a great grandma role. Yeah. 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 And so we try to deliberately think of things to and be ready when they come and have some things out that will engage them right then. Right then. That they'll want to do. Uh, You do that too, Renee. Yeah. You're pretty anti-screens and anti-technology. And I know Daddy's only two, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, Emma and Thomas are. And so, like I said, like, I got to honor what they request. And they're like, we don't put her in front of a screen. It's very rare. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And so. um, So then your options are outside. That's right. You go outside. You play in the floor. Like my mom was describing, you build a ginormous tent. Mm -hmm. You just, you do the things. Right. And and, uh, Boone, because he loves to build things, built a treehouse for them, uh, for his uh, mainly it was for his son's fourth birthday. Well, he he's now 13. So all the children have benefited from that, and they love to go play in the treehouse. And that's where we were last weekend having a tea party, and we took everything out there and had the tea party in the treehouse. And so it's whatever you've got to work with. And if the day is good to go outside, we want to be outside Mm -hmm. doing things and exploring the creek bed or whatever, the barn, the hayloft, whatever there is. If not, then they can build a fort upstairs in in a spare bedroom. You know, that kind of thing is what I try to foster. So they're not afraid to get dirty or sweat. That's right. That's right. Good. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And 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 you also you're you are one of the most brilliant networking kind of people I know. You are um so extroverted. Yes. <laughs> so extroverted. That's we why were just I'm married looking, to an introvert. <laughs> no, I I feel you, Dave. I feel you. <laughs> I, know. I I with my whole soul. Um no, we were looking at pictures with Pat before we started this and there's a picture of you have a whole frame full of pictures with your grandchildren from 2022 and the Nana camp and you have your neighbor in there who yes. who's yes. from England. From England. Tell yes. that story. Well, we have a couple who uh, are our neighbors, and uh, they, they actually still live in England, and they live here too. They live they have homes in both places because his he works here, and so um, during our cousins' camp, I invited her to uh, teach my grandchildren how to do a proper afternoon tea. And she knocked it out of the park. So, I mean, she told them the history of everything, taught them how to 
do the sandwiches, how to how the the whole system. She taught them all of it, and they just loved it. And that's why they that that's been in twenty two. I mean, that was just that seems forever ago, uh, but uh, they uh, they still love to do the afternoon tea. They're requesting afternoon they request tea. It. <laughs> that's they request awesome. tea. When so they when Will and Kate get married, and when the when King Charles <laughs> ascends the throne, we know exactly what yeah, to do. They're, they're all going to be on board with yes, that. Yes, we are, understand. We have it. We that's have right. It. I so love that. When when uh, when don't you know people grandparents don't need to feel so intimidated about doing some of these things look around you what your resources are and the people around you that, that can enrich your grandchildren's lives when mm-hmm. they're there love that Dottie Lou and I need to pay you a visit that's we right. need to pay you a visit to your bees mm-hmm. your little <laughs> burrows and all that <laughs> yeah so you're wearing a t-shirt right now that our listeners can't hear it that say Cousins Camp. Mm-hmm. So who came up with Cousins Camp? You just said you were an only child and your your people were your cousins. Well, I don't have too many original thoughts, actually. <laughs> I get most of my ideas from other brilliant grandmothers who are my very good friends. And so I have called on a number of them through the years. I've watched them, like you said, you've watched me, and I've watched them, and they were further along than me, and we're doing these things. So I got my ideas from them, actually. It says top secret on there, and there's this guy in a hat. Her t-shirt is amazing. (laughs) This was my first one, actually. I love it. So So what is uh, Cousins Camp? How does that work? Well, we we wanted a way to draw in the two Texas kids to come and be a part of the four that are here. So that was that was really the uh, impetus for doing that to try to gel them all together to do something for a few days together. And do you have a theme every year? Do you just do fun stuff? Like what do you do? Try to have a theme um, that we and that and build around that, and then go from there. So you get t-shirts every year. Uh, we've done t-shirts three years uh this past year we didn't because we came we had a big family reunion on my husband's side of the family in kingsport in southwest virginia and it was built we were in charge of the reunion this year and there was so much many pieces to it that we decided not to do the t-shirt we wanted the grandchildren to learn the heritage of their my husband's side of the family because they know mine they live it all the time yeah and and they did not know his side. So everyone came together. We toured where Dave's great-grandparents lived in southwest Virginia. The home places were still there, unbelievably. And so we did all we did a lot of things surrounding that and had a big family reunion in Kingsport. So uh, that was... That is a really neat that, and unique thing to do with is. your grandkids. I mean, there's one thing to flip through photo albums right. and yeah. tell stories. It's right. another thing to go and see... Here's where you came from. Yes. These are your people. And look how remote this is. Mm -hmm. And these people never owned Dave's grandparents, uh, his uh, maternal grandparents, never owned a car. They rode, his grandfather rode a horse uh, every day to the farm down the road for, until he was uh, 90. Uh, And so this was, we wanted, we stopped there and let, people tell the the cousins Dave and the cousins tell the stories of how his grandfather was the local un, uh, veterinarian everybody around knew to bring their sick animals to him or come and get him and take him to their sick animals 
Um, and so you you didn't know that till you were in that spot and heard that story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why if you can go back to where your roots are and because you don't think of it many times till you're in the moment. Mm-hmm. And if you can gather up your family and take them back to where that root is, uh, I, I, it was priceless for us. Okay. And I, I mean, this is this is so helpful because you've maybe had this moment with your siblings. I know I've had it with my brothers where we look at each other and go, did you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Let's just put the pieces together yes. there. Let's look at great uncle so-and-so and then mm-hmm. aunt so-and-so and then... And there's these things, there's these blessings that come to you through the generations, mm-hmm. and there's these not-so-great things mm-hmm. that come to you through the generations, and it helps you get your bearings in life. Right. Yeah, it to does. To understand this, it does. this stuff. Right. What am I carrying in my bones? Yes. <laughs> in every cell yes. of my body, for better or for worse. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh, so cool. You 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 connect dots. You connect yeah. genetic dots. Mm-hmm. You look at the genetics at travel through mm-hmm. the family, uh, the environment they were brought up in and how that impacts everyone. It's it's a, it's pretty amazing. That's so important. I think we just you know, in this country we move and move and move. I mean, you right. we've done it, you did it. I did it. Yeah. yeah but, we move and move around and it's easy mm-hmm. to feel kind of unmoored from that, but we mm-hmm. all have a history. Mhm. It's all there for the finding. Yeah. So Bonnie wants to know the, the scoop scoop on Cousins Camp. Oh. Enough generalities, Pat. Oh, okay. Give us the deal. Okay. We, well, we want to sign it's, up, it's maybe. Kind of yeah. fun, it's kind of fun to create a tub for everybody, and that's all their, that's their notebook for recording and writing what happens at Cousins Camp. If they are old enough to do that, if they aren't, we can draw or take pictures. And so that's important. Um, I, I try to put something that's going to be maybe uh, like, a Bible storybook or something like that in there that we might close out our night with as we close out. And uh, di- uh, some people actually do almost like a vacation Bible school theme throughout the week. Okay. Uh, one week we did that. One year we did that. Come to think of it, we did uh, fruits of the spirit, and we focused on that a fruit of the spirit every day. Uh, what that parent we did wouldn't this. love having their kids do that? Yeah, I yeah. yeah, yeah. So and, good. Uh, that little bucket, and that bucket serves as a place to put your shoes at the door, to put your things so that you don't have things strode everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. kind of thing that's kind of a central place to keep things. It might have a little treat in it, that, or a little snack if they need a little snack. They can go get a little snack, kind of thing. So those, those that was that was one uh, good idea I got from one of my friends. I love that. So you and some of your pictures that you were showing us earlier, you had um, what do you call it? A cardboard? Oh, we had. This is something I, I picked up at at the many 4-H camps that I worked at as an extension agent. We did a cardboard boat race, and you divided the kids up in teams, and uh, we did this at um, at. Um, my son and his wife's pool and um, they're given cardboard and a roll of duct tape and they build their boat and they put one of the kids in it and they have to figure out how they're going to get across the swimming pool. (laughs) (laughs) You're going down. That just seems impossible, but you said it wasn't impossible. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, But, you know, it's just, just, goofy things that create <laughs> memories like that yeah yeah oh. so I, mean, I know they look forward to coming and, and experiencing what what have they got in store for us this year how fun <laughs> how really fun that is. really true but it's it's just such a great counterpoint to the we just come and hang out which is right. which is the, oh. the 
brilliant, beautiful and moments. And we also find things to do. Like uh, we, we come into the climbing gym in town. You know, we look at our local resources. So they're not always there. They're, they, they come and do things in town that are interesting for kids to do. Fun. Right. So... I don't know how long these cousins camp last, but are you guys just not exhausted when you're oh, done? Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Just make it, sure. Because it, it's, it's making me tired thinking about it. It's exhausting fun. That's the mm-hmm. best way to describe it. It really is. Where do they all sleep? Well, it works out pretty well with our uh, son and his wife living on the farm because those two can go back home and sleep. Mm-hmm. And it, it becomes kind of a merry-go-round because that way I don't have everybody there at one time and we can have like the girls night and the girls all camp out together you just have to adjust Mm. to what works for you you know there's no there's whatever works in your family I love that I love that I'm I'm remembering a story Thomas told me I hope I'm telling this right Thomas his grandmother is a super creative almost maybe even eccentric sounding woman she painted her basement when that first grandchild was born, she painted it as like a rabbit warren. So when you were going downstairs, you were like going into a rabbit warren. And she bought a clawfoot tub and stuck it in her backyard and called it backyard bath. And they would carry buckets of warm water. What a great idea. Uh, <laughs> Texas. It. It's Texas. So it was hot, you know. Sure. And they, they would take backyard baths. I just thought that was phenomenal. I guess she had good fencing or trees and yeah. stuff. That people cool. weren't like nude all the time. But like, yeah, I, I'm like, just things like that. Like yeah. you said, just what do you have? Just what What's do you available? Have to work with? What's mm-hmm. different? You know, they're going to talk about that when they're older. Yeah, this. they still, I mean, the grown grandkids still talk about their rabbit warren. Thinking that everybody, yeah. you remember a backyard bath? I don't know what. <laughs> you're talking about <laughs> their college roommates will say yeah, yeah. what are you talking what, about what's that oh well what okay so I admired you so much as a as a mom when I was a teenager what kind of just watching you and seeing how creative you were and um how you did not seem this may not have been true but you didn't seem bothered by all the chaos that comes I, with I being a mom chaos really well yeah you I did do. You, and so what do you wish you knew as a young mom, like, what did you get right? What did you get wrong? Now, as a grandma, what would you tell yourself? What would you tell your 30-year-old self, your 35-year-old self? Well, it, um, this morning uh, over breakfast, I posed that question to Dave. I said, what do you, what, <laughs> what, what, what do you wish we knew as grandparents? Uh, and he said, personality colors. Mm. Because I was trained by re- the Real Colors organization in personality colors about 25 years ago. And I led those sessions all these years, but it was a game changer for us as a parent. Hmm. Uh, and and he said, David, he said, if if my parents had known about that, what a difference it would have made in our lives, and it would have made me a better parent um, before we learned about personality colors and how to accept the personalities of children. Uh, and not try to remake them and mold them in what you want them to be, but accept the, the uniqueness of that personality and, and work that. within that. I love that. And we can link to that, Bonnie. We did a series on that as well, because mm-hmm. it's really popular at our church. It's such mm-hmm. a great tool. There's a group that does that. Yeah, they'll come to your church. Mm-hmm. It's on Living Color. You mm-hmm. can find it on the North Boulevard website. Mm-hmm. They can but come. yeah, I, I learned it through the, I guess... 
parenting classes. The parenting class. The parenting. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. where did you learn it, Bonnie? Because you're the one who added it in. Uh, I came originally from some ladies at our church that were teaching it. Yeah, it must, might have, have been y'all. Oh, I didn't. I don't think I ever taught the, taught it in a parenting class. But but maybe we learned about it because we, we were doing adapted it. and ad- yeah, added some things in. But yeah. yeah, we have a series on our podcast. It was really helpful. Color. Emma Emma said she used it as a babysitter. When she, because we raised them knowing about this this personality thing, and yes. so as a babysitter, she would just be like, "Oh, okay, let me let me see where where they're exactly. coming from, where they like, yes. and would babysit them even in different ways." Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So helpful, very helpful. What do you? What do you? What did you think? Like you and Dave just naturally got or did well as parents. What did we do well? Hmm. Maybe you should ask my children that. <laughs> <laughs> I tend, you know, we're hard on ourselves, we and are. I tend to think of the things I didn't do well mm-hmm. and what I wish I had done better. Um, um, one thing that I, we don't regret is that we didn't have a television. Yeah. Our children did not grow up with TV until they were uh, well up in, I don't know, middle school or whatever we did I can't remember when we actually got a television but we did not want them sitting in front of videos and tv uh so that and and you know that you'd get a mixed response from our kids about that because they say well you know we didn't even know about these tv shows that all our kids (laughs) talked all our friends talked about but what we did want them to do is we wanted them to go out in the woods and build a fort which they did Mm -hmm. and they've taken them out there and shown their children this is the fort what's left of the fort we built when we were kids i love that and so that probably we 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 got right and and i trusted that we could survive on one primary income and stay at and i chose to stay at home I did a lot of side hustles. Yes, you did. You know, I did mm. Discovery Toys. I, I managed rental property. I had a plant maintenance business. I did a lot of little side hustles, but but primarily focused on them the years they were home. And that I didn't go back, in, back into my extension career until my oldest child went to college. So that gave me a long span of time to, to devote primarily to their schedules Mm -hmm. that's so that's such a I'm glad you said that because I don't think that young moms or young adults are hearing these perspectives as much I know when Emma was in college she could not even breathe a word that she might want to work part-time when she had a child Mm -hmm. to her professors they were appalled and so um, to just have people who've walked through life, these, these ladies have lived life and been creative. My mom, you, we've, we've, we've been, you, Bonnie. Starting a business at we've home. We've been creative on yes. how to make it work to yes. get the maximum amount of time with your children. Yes. And I think, I say this all the time on here, you have more options than you think you do. Mm-hmm. Like just ask God for wisdom, get creative. You're the adult. And just put, you say it all the time, put everything on the table, put everything on the table table. and then wipe off everything that doesn't work for you right now. And, and, and ask God for wisdom to make it work. I appreciate that so much. I do remember that you and my, um, that we haven't mentioned this connection. You and my aunt Pat, my mom's baby sister, of course, yes, are very good friends. Yes. Yes. Very close friends. She's been one of my 
Uh, I've admired her grandparenting from a, a long time. Yeah, she's a, she's a star. Yeah, she's she's such an interesting person. Maybe we should have her on. She's so introverted. I have to really beg and plead <laughs> to get her know, on here. But so she's a teacher by nature, so she yes. could present so well. Yes. But you guys both were kind of cohorts in that way. Y'all would shuck and jive and we figure were, it out. We're so opposite in personality that uh, we loved teaching Sunday school together because we were we complimented each other because we were so different, mm. and we knew how to play off of each other, mm-hmm. and we enjoyed those roles when we we worked together. And y'all were good mom friends, like yes. weren't you? Oh yeah, like, yes, you, yes. Like, we their 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 kids still remember coming out to the farm mm-hmm. and hunting Easter eggs and getting into ticks. <laughs> They, they won't ever forget that. <laughs> I love these Southern stories so much. <laughs> Getting into ticks. Love it. Oh, man. Yeah, you have Some of you have not picked off enough ticks in your life, and it shows. <laughs> yeah. It shows. That's right. <laughs> You've not been covered in mosquito bites. Uncountable. That's right. That's right. So I want to ask you how, um, now that your children are grown and they've got their own kids and, and you've kind of watched them parent and step into their own families, what, how do you handle the different methods or different decisions that they make um, that may be different than the ones that you made, the way that they're raising their Yeah, like, do you speak up? Do you keep your mouth shut? What do you do? Uh, you, you have to tread lightly. Um, you have to tread lightly uh, because they aren't, they aren't going to do um, everything I did, and they shouldn't. They're married to someone who has a different opinion about how to do things, and so we honor that. And um, we try to work with that. Um, I don't see, you know, there there aren't startling things that mm-hmm. I see different that I'm alarmed about, particularly, you know, that that uh, that they do in their child rearing. I, I rather admire, yes. yeah, yeah, most yeah. of the things that uh, that they all do. Yeah. I, they they're they're doing a really yeah. good job. Their their jobs are so different than mine was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, that, that makes a big difference. They've got, they've got to contend with way more technology Mm -hmm. than I did. Mm -hmm. So do they give you like, okay, here's, we're going to have one three hour nap in the afternoon at our house and it has to begin at one o'clock and end at four whatever. And when they come to your house, we expect that you do the same. Is there that kind of thing? Or is it like, okay, grandma's house, whatever. They're pretty flexible. They they don't, they they are, it's not. It's not hard and fast, and, and they'll say, "Well, okay, really, these kids really need to be in the bed by eight o'clock tonight." You know, yeah. And yeah. so we we try our best to get that done. Yeah, you know okay. that kind of thing. Good. Yeah, Yay. yeah. You know, I really. It, it seems it seems the obvious answer what you've given what my mom gave us because you guys gave similar answers in this area. But mm-hmm. let me tell you, I talked to so many young moms, their grandparent, which who are their parents, the grandparents are not doing that, Pat. Hmm. They're, they're, they're butting in way too much and they think everything's red alert, you know, mm-hmm. or, or they blow off your requests like, mm-hmm. oh, that food allergy is not really a food allergy and let's just pretend and, um, and they wonder why their relationship is strained. They mm-hmm. wonder why the kids are like hesitant to bring the grandkids around. Like this is such wise advice. It seems self-evident. These truths seem self-evident, Bonnie. <laughs> yeah. They're not. Apparently, they're not self-evident. These are why we invited these these women on. Like, this is wisdom. This is wisdom. So parents, like, back off on what you think is essential for your child. And grandparents, allow your children to make decisions. You raise them. 
you raise them to be these adults, give them some leeway mm-hmm. to make these decisions differently than you respect them. Yeah. Yeah. I've been hearing some, uh, uh, we've got a lot of young families that we work with and, um, yeah, a lot of them are saying, okay, the moment the grandchild is born, the grandparents are kind of swooping in and saying, okay, well then they're going to wear this kind of outfit to church on the first day. And, and we're going to do this on this day. We're Who's gonna, saying that? The parent saying it or the grandparent? The grandparent. The grandparent so is saying it. They're so excited about okay. being a new grandparent. Oh, like they want to buy the outfit. This is for the first Sunday. Right. Okay, this got is it. how we're going to run the mm, show. And, mm-hmm. and you guys are going to be here for Christmas because mm-hmm. we got to have, you know, it's all yeah. about. Yeah. Oh. Well, let me interject here then that, <laughs> that the thing I've tried to do from the get go about holidays is to let them plan their holiday and I work around them. I don't say, okay, everybody has got to be here on Christmas Day to celebrate with us. I kind of take a survey and I say, okay, how's it looking for y'all this year? Do you want to have Kira's family on this day or do you need to have the Newmans? You know, whatever you need to do, we'll try to work around that and be the flexible grandparent and not mm-hmm. be a dogmatic one. Because I've, I, I too have heard so many stories of grandparents who were unyielding about when children came. And it makes it hard on everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's such a good word. So much wisdom. David said that the, when Emma and Thomas first got married, and I was dying on the inside. <laughs> I was like, but pick me, pick me, pick me. <laughs> no, it's not pick me. It's, you're right. Like, that's their family. They got, they, especially when you've got family nearby, which is such a blessing. Mm-hmm. But it's, then you've mm-hmm. got to divide your time. We yeah. always just were either one place or the other because we didn't have both sets of parents nearby. Right. It's hard to choose, and it's hard to balance. And then holidays don't become all that fun because you're yes, just they worn become, out. They become dreaded. Yeah. Yes. So Somebody's going to be mad. Yes. Somebody's going to have their feelings hurt. So it's just better to do it a different day. You're right. I've learned that. Like yeah. David was right. You're right, David. Yeah. It was the, it was the right yeah, call. Yeah, let's celebrate Thanksgiving the Sunday before, you know, or <laughs> whatever. <not>? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, it's okay. Yeah. That's, I that's love that. I, I love that. Yep. Uh, what do you do to um, pass along a spiritual inheritance to your grandchildren? Because I know you've thought about this uh, a lot. Um, yes. Um, boy, is that, is that important, uh, in our current culture? And uh, I think it just behooves grandparents to take the, this role seriously, uh, and be intentional about passing your faith along to your children, your grandchildren, um, and keep that, keep that faith going. I think about how that faith was handed down to me and it was entrusted to me um, and um, by my grandparents and parents. And uh, I think it's to be handed on down to my grandchildren. And so just a, a side note, my oldest grandson turned 13 this past week. And, um, and, and I gave him his gift and he, he felt of it and he said, Hmm, this feels like a Bible. (laughs) And I said, and I laughed and I said, no, I think you have enough. This isn't a Bible. (laughs) But that was kind of what he expected. You know, Mm -hmm. he thought I was going to give him something like that. And I said, no, it, and he opened it up and it was the church cookbook that has my recipes in it because he loves to cook. Oh, I love mm. that. And and he's always wanting my recipes. So, you know, it, it it it's just there's just ways to 
pass down your your love of the Lord and 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 I, that's why I love to have them spend the night. I love the evening time with them to read and uh, and pray together and 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 have that calm feeling that that Brent comes from God's watching over you mm-hmm. and taking care of you and uh, uh, so in subtle ways and in ways of I love I love 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 to have them get to come to church with me when they're available uh, that's that's always special and when we've done cousins camp it's been kind of expected that they they bring their church clothes and they know that's that's part of cousins camp mm-hmm. but that those are the kinds of things that you can overtly or subtly pass your faith on to them. Yeah. What you said something just now made me think like it really is a picture of our relationship with God. Like when you go to your grandparents' house, when it's this kind of relationship you're describing or my my children enjoyed with my parents and David's parents, it is a picture of that those green pastures, you make me lie down in green pastures. You lead me beside quiet waters. Your grandma's house is a soft place to land. It's the place where you're loved no matter what, no matter how naughty you've been. <laughs> um, it's like, like your, my grandmother was my person. I knew she wouldn't approve of the things I did that were wrong. It wasn't that, but for some, it's in some way there's this, you just get this advantage as a grandparent, use it for good. That mm-hmm. your kids, like you're making space for these grandkids to feel so safe and loved. Mm-hmm. And that's part of relationship with God. Yes. Like he holds you in the, his hand and he is not going to let go of you. Yes. When you're his. And you can, you picture that, just in, embody it as a grandparent. One of the things that has been very helpful to me has been a group called the Legacy Coalition. And I found that group probably about 18 months ago. Uh, and every Monday night, they call it Grand Mondays, and they have a Zoom that you can jo- a webinar you can join with a different speaker, that is so encouraging and sustaining of, about being uh, about grandparenting. And they have a conference, annual conference, and uh, all kinds of resources on their website. Books. I, I in fact, I ordered one of their books on uh, cousins, a cousins camp. Oh, uh, they fantastic. had. They had speakers on there one time. They do they do this enormous camp in a big family, and I ordered their book and got ideas from it. So I, I, that that resource is out there to help us be intentional in our grandparenting. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Uh, you mentioned it to me personally when I ran into you about a year ago, and then when you saw on Facebook that I, we were doing this grandparents series you were like you got to mention it I was like yeah let's mention it and why don't you come on and be a guest (laughs) and you tried to get me to pick three different people besides you and I was like "Mm, they sound good but I really just want you (laughs) you guys you guys can see why now she's a wealth of information enthusiasm she's just a fun fun person to be around yeah and I know your grandkids are so blessed and you know she's given you examples of things that that um she's come up with cousins camp or whatever but also, just be aware that she is not, you say that you don't have original thoughts, but I don't believe that. <laughs> but there is no shame in stealing Oh no, from other families that you admire, sure. and other parents that you admire, other grandparents that you admire. You don't have to reinvent the wheel and think that all of your family stuff has to be completely original and, you know, Pinterest worthy or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Take something you love from another family and use it in your own, adapt mm-hmm. it to your own family. Sure. Absolutely. 
Thank you so much for being on here. Is there anything else you want to say? Like any words of wisdom you'd say to our moms who are listening? Um, well, I think one thing we didn't quite mention is what to do with grandchildren from afar. Mm. Um, and okay. maybe we need to say, if we've got just a Absolutely. second, we'll say that. Uh, that's that. been a big struggle for me, having two grandchildren in Texas. And we try visiting several times a year and have them come here. Uh, but as they get older, they're now uh, uh, 16 and, and 13, almost 14. Um, we, we I've got to learn better to use technology to connect with them. So even though we it's a problem. It, it can be a blessing and we can FaceTime, we can text, we can do all kinds of things like that to stay connected with these kids that, that aren't close to us. I love that. I, I told my kids, y'all can move wherever you want and I'll buy a condo in that city because <laughs> <laughs> I want to see my grandkids. Um, and, and, and to pray over them and mm. with them, uh, pray for them when you can't play, be in there in person is, is vital. I love that. Mm. And you can send that by text as well. You, you sure can, can. You can to let them know you're, yeah. you're and ask them what, What's happening at school this week that you need to pray for for them yeah. so they know you're thinking about them? I love that. My grandmother, Bonnie and I were talking. My dad's mom and dad were never close to us. They were always uh, living in Virginia, and then they retired to Arizona. And we, my grandmother and I, grandma, we wrote letters. That was That's before right. before texting. I mean, mm -hmm. we did have phone calls, but really, she was a great writer. Mm -hmm. And so I had, I wish I'd saved them, man. I'm sure I. I pitched him out, but we wrote letters back and forth and, and she would tell me what's going on in her life. And I would tell her what's going on in mine. And mm -hmm. you can do it. You can stay connected. Yes. From afar. It's, yes. It's so much easier today than it used to be. We were, I wrote letters to my grandparents all the time because we lived mm -hmm. eight hours from either set. And, uh, initially when I was born for the first five years, um, we lived in Japan and you didn't have, it was too expensive to call. Uh, overseas call like that and we would send back and forth reel-to-reel -reel recorded tapes and when it got our grandparents would send us the reel-to-reel -reel tape and we would listen to their oh. voices on this recording and uh, here's wow. what's going on and it's just the stories like you would be talking to them right there and some of those I still have on a recording which I've digitized and priceless wow. priceless love yes. that we have those things yeah so yeah you can send if I can do that reel-to-reel you can send a text. You can send a text. You can send voice memos, which I I do love mm. having um, voice memos for that reason. You mm -hmm. have their you have that in their own voice. You could send your grandkids voice memos. Yeah, Pat. I hadn't thought of sending them voice memos. Good idea. Yeah, grandma yeah. idea. Yeah. Great <laughs> grandma power. Learn from you too. <laughs> right, I should do that. Yeah, and then you have them. Um, I'm mom. My for Christmas, I gave my mama like about me kind of a book, and I'm helping her fill it out and everything and. Because I said I knew that would not be fun for her to fill it out on her own. So we'll, we'll get together and fill it out. And I just record her answers on my phone so that I can type them up. Oh. But I'm like, oh, my goodness, now I have these recordings. Yeah, you don't want to get rid of those. I'm not going to get rid of them. Yeah. That's just... That's a, just a second blessing is to have it in her own, mm -hmm. her yes. own voice. Yes. So like, there are ways. You're right. I'm glad you mentioned that, the ways to stay connected, because there are so many grandparents who are far, yes. far away. Yes. And we, we can still, you're right, Bonnie, it's cheaper, easier to stay connected mm -hmm. yeah, than mm -hmm. ever before. Doable. Definitely doable. So great. Well, and this was as great as I thought it would be. Yeah, I, I love, love you, Pat Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Well, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. <laughs>
on right. my on my part. <laughs> well, go write that book. I'm expecting this. Yeah. To be next. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed book. it immensely, and thank you for asking me. Yeah, awesome. Well, we're gonna have um, all these resources, including the Legacy Coalition link, on our website at justaskyourmom.com. Again, you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram, and please just take a few seconds to rate and review the podcast and share us with your friends and family. And send us those topic suggestions to justaskyourmompodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you next time on Just Just Ask Ask Your Mom. Mom. Well, that's cool. That's cool. (laughs)